FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Outside Looking In. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. All right, Patriots, there it is, Friday, and it's September 2nd in the year 2022. And we are going to have an interesting show tonight. I'm just going to talk about the crazy things that are going on. I'll tell you, when you have time to just kind of sit back and look at the world, the way it is moving, and I don't, I'm, I can only say from my own perspective, because when we start looking at things, people are literally they're kind of in this, like, we're all back to normal now mode. And it's like, you look at this and you see them walking around doing what they think is normal. You got the masks on, you don't have the masks on, but it's like, everybody's accomplished a new normal. And it's like you're looking at this and then the other on just behind them is this looming horizon of disaster that's coming at everybody. At least that's my perspective. So I don't know. We're going to we're going to explore that a little bit tonight. And with that in mind, make sure you're taking good care of your wealth. That's why we have Birch Gold. They're there to help you manage and take care of your wealth. And that is they're some of the best in the industry. Inflation is real. The CPI is at another 40-year high, hitting 9.2%, and real inflation on daily goods, bread, milk, meat, gas for your car, even rents, are at over 30%. The recession is real. If all your money is in the market or tied up in U.S. dollars, you're messing with fire. It's critical for you to take a hard look at diversifying your savings into gold and silver. That's where the professionals at Birch Gold come in. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and get a free information kit on how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. 
With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, gold is the right investment to make now. Text BARDS to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation information kit on how to protect your hard-earned savings with gold. So Patriots, that's text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S to 989898. And you know how to spell BARDS, at least I'd hope so at this time. I want to play this first piece for you tonight. This is a little bit crazy, and I'll translate it if you can't hear it real well, but here we go. I shared with you guys the other day was the census report showing 13.4 million households in default, and 36% of those expect to be evicted or foreclosed in the incoming two months. That's from a lender. All right, so let's do that again. 13.4 million households, 13.4 million households in default, and 36% of them will be evicted or foreclosed in the next couple of months. That came from a lender. This is the state we're in right now. And it's going to really change the entire landscape of the United States. This is the problem that we're in right now, which is financial. And it's shaking up in the entire foundation of this nation. Households also means families. And I don't know how this is. There's no plan in here or intention to even address this. At least not what we're looking at. So this is the first wave of disaster you're seeing. And so when we start talking about hardships and we start talking about preparations and hardships and we're going to start talking and we have to start looking at how are we going to deal with 13.5 or 4 million households? We already have an overabundance of, of homeless. What are these people going to do? Are they going to be living in motels? Are they going to be living in their cars, doing stealth camping? How many people have, if they can't pay their mortgage, and if they have a car that's not paid for, now think about that. I mean, once this thing starts to slide, I've said this for years, that we are always just a hair away from complete and total disaster. And I've lived through some of that myself. I mean, just I've had some, I've had a, my, one of my businesses go completely belly up, not because of me, but because a contract that we had was the money disappeared. That was a government contract. And when you experience that and you lose You've built a business like I had, and we had a $3 million contract, and that contract money just evaporated because somebody embezzled it, but that's a long story. You don't recover from that right away, and, you, and you are, you've built a pace in a business, and suddenly your, your cash flow isn't there. So when we're talking about people who have now pushed to the limit, they aren't able to make their mortgages. If they're foreclosing on rent or mortgages, they're being evicted because of rent or foreclosing on mortgages. That's not something that just happened in one month. That's 90 days. In, these, in this day and age, it could be 90 days. On some of the renters, it could be as much as six months, depending on what state you're in. And there's no way they're going to recover that. So how are they going to get back into a rent if they're going to rent a place? Just think about this. Rents are now going up on the average of 40% in this nation. The renting market is increasingly controlled by the large corporate oligarchs, they're going to be required to pay a first, last, and security deposit, massive cash. So if it's a $1,200 a month rent, then you're going to be looking at first and last, which is $2,400. And they, if your credit has been 
crushed because of your lack of rental. You're not, you don't, you're not going to have a rental history now, or you're foreclosing. You're going to be hard pressed to find anything anyway. They may require an additional security deposit and maybe even additional month. You're potentially looking at four to five thousand dollars up front to get into a small apartment. This is the disaster that we're currently facing, and it is a disaster. There's no contingencies in our system right now to deal with this. None whatsoever. So we have, this is one of the first major looming crises. It's not even part of the collapse of the dollar directly, but it is an outcome of COVID. And it's all by design. This is exactly where they want people because as they start to break down the entire system this way, they're positioning everybody to accept whatever offer they are given. Like, here's a free 300-square-foot box, low-carbon footprint box. Don't think I'm kidding when I tell you this. And here's a UBI, universal basic income. So these people will suffer for three, four months. They might be on the street. And then you roll in with BlackRock, with Vanguard. Remember, this is what they call the corporate-private partner or the public-private partnership. And so you're going to end up with BlackRock, Blackstone, Vanguard, Offering this housing that's now going to be paid for by taxpayer dollars, hence your 83,000 new IRS agents that are going to be collecting money off of the few that are still working and squeezing the hell out of them so that we can pay for the rents for everybody else who has lost their home, who is now being subsidized by the government because that's the new offer. And then you have black, and the only ones making the money are BlackRock, Vanguard, and Blackstone. But here's the good news for those people invested in a 401k that have their money invested in these real estate assets, you're going to make a little money off of the poor suffering of humanity. This is why I hate investing in Wall Street. This is why I'm so anti 401k because no matter how you cut it, you're making profit off of somebody else's back. That's just the way the system is designed. So this is, this is a looming issue. And on top of it, they're, they're lining up a number of issues to try to trigger a civil war. Remember, civil war is to their advantage. Revolution is to ours. Civil war is to theirs. And they're trying to fuse this. So they've been really fanning the flames, as you know, of hatred between the two parties. And they're trying to get to a place where they're absolutely pushing the point where there is a there is a vile hatred for MAGA, vile hatred for anything in the United States that has to do with President Trump. Here's a piece from Tucker Carlson. In front of it at the top of the show, because we didn't really know how else to respond, but Joe Biden really has crossed over into a very dangerous, very dangerous place. Tonight, he declared in a speech in Philadelphia that anyone who disagrees with him is a threat to the country. Here's part of what Biden said. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. That the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Yeah, they're a threat, says the guy with the blood red Nazi background and Marines standing behind him. It's a complete outrage that this is being sanctioned as a White House event. In other words, that this is the approved position of our government. It's totally immoral. 
And then the guy who encouraged riots in 2020 accused MAGA Republicans of somehow threatening the rule of law in the United States. Watch this. <laughs> it's a wonderful, it's wunderbar. This is a wonderful ex explanation in terms of Hitler. Heil, Sieg Heil. There you go. It's our new republic. The true face of the Democrat Party has always been the Nazis. And they are coming out in full force because this is their only and last play. What happens in the next two to three months will define much of the future in which we all are part of. And I don't say that lightly. There are big things coming. And it's going to be between big things happening in the next couple of months and then more happening in the next six. But in the, over this next year, we'll say that the future of how we will be positioned, how we will be operating, will be defined. And that should frighten some, and it should give others massive resolve. I will hope it gives you resolve. They're not going to let go on this. They have the upper hand in terms of the financial systems, in terms of the leverage of the distribution systems, in terms of the board members of the of corporate CEOs, corporate CEOs and board members. They have the upper hand in terms of controlling Wall Street, education, lawyers. So the question that everyone has to ask is if you're working for a corporation, if you're working for any agency other than working for yourself, the question you have to ask is, are you going to be loyal and simply follow orders or are you going to be defiant and ungovernable? We are at a point where we must become ungovernable. We have the numbers. He says it. This is what they're afraid of. There's 81 million people, 83 million people in MAGA. They have now tagged 83 million people as enemies of the state, enemy combatants and domestic terrorists. I want you to let that sink in because by those definitions, you and I have no rights. We fall under the auspices of the Patriot Act and now can be incarcerated without any charge for indefinite periods of time. This is the system they've set up. The Constitution is now dead. So it's a very critical moment in time for us to make a decision on where we're going to stand. I've been saying this for a while. Every time we fund them through taxes, through the willful compliance to the taxation of humanity, we are funding them. And if you notice, there's no sound coming out around the place about us, what someone's going to fight for us. Now, I know that there's this whole thing going, it's like, well, it's secret. We can't let them know. we got to have a secret plan. Because if we, if we let them know, they'll know how to stop us. So the White Hats are secret. <laughs> it's been going pretty well. Trust that plan as they inject that child of three years old with an mRNA virus or vaccination. They will screw him up or her up for the rest of their lives. Trust that plan while they snip that kid's weenie off and he never has a chance to grow up to be a boy is now permanently altered to be a fake woman. Trust that plan. Go right ahead. You see, we're not in a place where we have any other choice but either to comply or defy. We're here. And this government is hostile. Joe Biden has also said in the last 48 hours that for those people in MAGA that want to take up a gun, you got to have something bigger like an F-15. You see? 
They've set the stage to declare war on America and to wage a complete and total war against anybody that stands up against their tyranny. And I've been saying this for some time. If you work for the government, if you work for the military, if you work for a federal agency and you're going to play this game, you are now against us. You're functioning in the place of treason. We are now at a line of warfare. The question is, are we going to randomly break out in violence, which is what they want to do? That's part of the displacement of families. That's part of the increasing of food costs. It's part of the rationing or the increasing, I should say, of, of gasoline and fuel. In their mind, what they're trying to do, and they may achieve it, they want to hit $10 a gallon gas. They want to hit $10 a gallon milk. They want to hit $50 a pound in, on beef. They want to take this out of reach so far. And in the meantime, what they are doing is they're mainstreaming in big ways already quietly all their alternative junk that they want to put in you. They're not playing around on this because we've arrived at a point now where they don't need our permission. They're just moving forward because no one is pushing back. Take a listen to this piece. Hey guys, so I was on Twitter yesterday and I saw a post um, that showed PC lemonade, a strawberry lemonade, I think, has insects in them. So here I'm at a superstore and I'm checking to verify for myself and they have the peach lemonade. And looking at the ingredients, that last one that starts with the C, look it up, it's insects. There's bugs and PC lemonade. Doesn't that just make your tummy go yum? You're eating bugs. They've got bugs ready for you. And they're putting it in the food already. They haven't waited. And this is just it. As they move forward with this agenda, they're working aggressively to try to mainstream their idea of alternate proteins. And here's the other big play. They're looking at what they want to do more than anything right now. They want to assassinate President Donald J. Trump. This is their goal. They want to put a GFA tag, GFK tag on him because they're looking for any possible way to take the MAGA people and force them into a riotous, angry mob so that they can justify a mass re retaliation against them using the military, hence the reason that the Marines were behind Joe Biden, so they can use the re retraction or the reaction of the military to sweep them up and to go to war with them and to take whatever's left and throw them in FEMA camps. I'm not being alarmist here. We've watched this lockstep movement for the last 18 months. We're heading into the election period. They are panicked because they know there's no way they're going to gain control. The only, and there's, by comparison, there is a minority of them to the majority of Americans that are basically throwing down and saying no more. Now, we're just talking about MAGA, but there's another group of people, independents, and even moderate liberals that are waking up and saying, this is garbage. But none of us are being loud enough in a unified manner to put a stop to the crazy that we're dealing with right now. And it is crazy. So listen to this explanation. Where does the president think the line should be drawn for having members of the military who could be perceived as being part of stagecraft for an address. 
former president was criticized for using military many different times in many different settings. And you're right, there have been other instances and other presidents where members of the military, especially here at the White House, but to be at a location in Pennsylvania where the Marines are not normally stationed, where does the president see the line for having members of the military included? So I just want to be very clear. You know, as you know, the president was at Independence Hall uh, and, you know, the history. I'm just going I'm to repeat it, but I know you know the history, which is where um, some of our some of our the documents of some of our most critical um, rights and freedoms were debated uh, and uh, were drafted. And so being at Independence Hall for this president and you you follow this president, uh, you know how he thinks and you know uh, how. Um, you know, how he is as an elected official. He believes uh, that is important for him to speak uh, very loudly, to have actually the loudest voice when it comes to our democracy. And so for him, this was not a political speech. Um, so just want to, that's really the, 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 the best way that I can explain how the president uh, was thinking about this last night. Uh, you know, when it comes to... Uh, it was a political speech. There's no question about that because he's calling on a political party and he's identifying them as a threat to the nation. He didn't just talk about it as a group that he was against. He's, as I said earlier, he's already designated every one of us as domestic terrorists. And with that, they put two people who looked like Marines. We don't even know if they were Marines because this clown show that we're in right now is doing everything it can to set a division between the people and the military as well. We know for a fact that there is a corrupt military leadership. There is a significant portion of the Pentagon that has been influenced or been indoctrinated by the CFR, the Council of Foreign Relations. Believe it or not, many of the senior officers in order to get into the Pentagon are required to do a one-year or eight-month fellowship at the CFR in New York City. They're required to become indoctrinated into the CFR thinking. And so that you end up with a corruption in our senior military leadership that accepts the idea of a global world, of a global unified working with Europe and NATO as, as kind of this unified effect they believe in the multipolar model where China and Russia and the United States are now all at, at odds with one another. And many of them are indoctrinated into believing the evils of Russia. This is a, a, a group that then leads U.S. policy and leads the armament distribution and tactics and, and strategic planning, etc., So when you start to place these people into an indoctrination camp that puts the U.S. as secondary, which it is, they willfully go along with this because they've accepted the idea that there's essentially no stopping this change and the necessary change for a new world order. And they phrase it in many different ways, but that's essentially it. The idea of America first, the in the concept of us putting ourselves before others, taking care of ourselves before others, actually runs counter to everything that these people are indoctrinated in. Keep in mind that the State Department when you hear State Department, which is the use is supposed to be the effective use of money and resources to help build infrastructure through diplomacy and other means, rather than military means to stabilize and build 
peaceful relations, the State Department is just a front agency for the CIA for the most part. And the CIA works in and out of that agency so prolifically, it's, it's like having cockroaches in your house all the time. I mean, you never see them until you see them, and then they all race into the shadows. Our country is in a very critical state. And at the strategic level, we are, have to be very aware that they are moving and planning and devising ways in which they can crush America. And the places they're going to hit the hardest are going to be the cities. Because that's the blue cities. If you pay attention to them, they are where they have the concentration of most of their control. There's going to be more violence in the blue cities. There's going to be more disruption because of power, because of finances, because of food. This is where they can move rapidly. This is where if you pay attention to where BlackRock and Blackstone and Vanguard are sweeping up big lots of purchases are in these areas. Because they're preparing to socialize in a public-private partnership a new way of being, a new world order. This is the Great Reset. And part of this is going to be the financial rollout, which is the CBDC. Now, I've been cautioning about this for months, if not now over almost two years, that there is no way that this, this as they roll this out, we're not seeing any counter move. And I'm not telling you there isn't going to be a counter move. I'm telling you you're not seeing it. So my point of that is, we can hope and pray for a counter move, or you can get your hands dirty and start realizing that it is necessary now to get very serious. We're way beyond very serious. We're at critical now. That this is where we have to take the responsibility. Hence what I keep saying over and over, it is essential that people start meeting with their sheriff. It is essential that you start engaging with your county commissions. It is essential that you start getting together in neighborhoods. You have to know in your communities who you're going to be able to stand with. Because they're not, going to, they're not playing. 86,000 or 83,000 IRS agents represents 80 battalions of armed doofballs. They are all obsessed on their power that are able to use lethal force on American citizens. U.S. Marshals just took down Amos, which was an Amish farmer, because he was selling food without vaccines to the public, the U.S. Marshals went in and raided him, confiscated all his food to make, and all of his animals and livestock to make sure that he would not be able to do it again. There is a massive push on this entire thing to control everything. And like it or not, until I get an explanation as to why he did it, Donald Trump pushed this out as well as President Trump when he handed over the artificial intelligence control system that the military had built by Palantir to manage and control supply chains in this entire country. What that translates to is every single thing has to be tagged from seed to table. Now, I don't know what stupidity people who think that's a good idea. I don't understand that stupidity, but that means massive corporate government control in every single item. And there's, it is total, it is total 1984 type thinking. So we're, we're at a very critical point. And as I look around the world and as I look around the country, what I'm seeing is there's a lot of hardworking Americans. And I've talked about this and I will continue to. There's, they're good salt of the earth Americans. But there's a lack of understanding, perhaps a whole lack of seriousness right now of the criticality and where we live. People are blowing off what's going on in D.C. as rhetoric and garbage. 
they're not weighing in on the idea that this actually could happen to you. It's already happened to me. So I'm going to tell you it's real when it, this is as real as it gets. When you get that knock on your door, things change pretty quick. And they see the MAGA Republicans as a massive threat. So what I'm looking for is where is the leadership in our nation to stand up and say, not only is that wrong, but we're going to lead this 83 million people to make it right. But somehow there is a concern in there of either people unwilling to do that. And I'm really not sure where that is because there is, we have been brought down a path and this is probably where I'm most objectionable to this sort of rhetoric of MAGA and America first as a positive element because all of those that have been gone down that path and even used that word once or twice in anything you've ever done, you don't even have to be one. But if you've referenced America first, referenced MAGA with the sort of intelligence agencies and assets and capabilities that they have now, you're now categorized in as a domestic terrorist. So if that's the case, I'll own it. I don't care. I'm, I'll own that title if that's what they want to call me. And I'll, if that's how they want to walk that walk, then go ahead. But there is nobody in the leadership role that's now standing up and saying, here I am, this is MAGA, we're going to lead this and go forward. I don't want to wait for 2024. This criticality is happening in the next two months. So how does that fight pan out? Because it doesn't pan out going down and watching people mill around shopping and drinking in the bars and, and having a good time as they want to forget life and, and think that everything is back to normal because suddenly we don't have to wear masks and the vaccines are apparently not required anymore and things are supposedly returning back to normal. That was the part of the big game here was to get people in such an extreme state that they would accept anything as a new normal. And oh yeah, there's some people that are struggling and, and that's okay. And that wave hasn't hit yet, but look at the timing as we started with this of the people that are being evicted. We're getting we're hitting a critical time point here in the next two months. All of this falls when? In between October and November and December. So we're looking at a near, near implosion of the economy at levels that we haven't seen since the depression and probably levels far beyond that. And nobody's talking about it other than offhanded references and loan companies or mortgage companies being aware of it because that's their cash flow. So where's the public discussion about that? And what it comes down to is, once again, it's on our responsibility. It's not on a politician's. It's not on a lawyer's. It's not on any talking head because they're not doing it. It's on us to push that truth forward. We become the watchers of the wall. And if we aren't speaking the truth to everyone, I could care less whether people accept the truth or not. If they don't hear it, we are then have the blood on our hands. That's literal. That's biblical. So it is, we don't really have the time to be idle. And it's great to feel good and, and want to go out and have that fun time with friends and hang out as so many of the youth are doing every day or every night. But this storm is coming. And it's not stopping. And it's going to shake everything. And I'll be honest, I don't know what we come out like as a nation. I've said this many times. I'm not hanging on to the idea that we're going to be reset as a nation as we knew it. The corruption that we're dealing with here is vile. It's a moral base that is so gone that 
it's beyond the kind idea of building your house on sand. I mean, they literally built their house on lava. And it's just incinerating before us. Anything for money. This is the whole idea now. This is the world we live in. Anything for money. That's just how we got here. The Chinese weren't dumb, by the way. The Chinese understood how greedy and how short-sighted Americans were. And all they did was constantly offer them opportunities to make money for themselves as they pilfered our secrets and pilfered our our technologies and pilfered our money and then used it against us. And it just took those in influential positions just to say, oh, cool, I can get a bigger house. I can get a better car. I can retire when I'm 35 instead of 60. I mean, that's all it took because the America of old, the America that's running the country with morality is gone. The America that's running the country today are self-consumed Satanist to a large degree, self-worshipping whores for money. They are the whores of Babylon. So eyes on them when you're trying to say, well, I'm going to vote and everything's going to change, I'm going to throw it out there and say probably not. In fact, I would question whether we're even going to have a vote in November. I think that it's getting so dangerous for those in power that you'll probably see something to the effect of another lockdown or attempt at one or at least a breakout, which will be nothing more than those who took the vax, whose immune systems are collapsing and they're starting to drop dead everywhere. Or they're stacking up in hospitals and they'll just use that as a catalyst to use their media engine to fan the flames and say, whoa, this is too dangerous. Or like they're doing now, they're going to consider that the 80 plus million people of MAGA are a domestic terrorist and it's it's a threat to the democracy of the United States to allow an election to go forward because those people will invalidate the vote of the rest of Americans. That's what they're going to end up doing in one of those two. And I don't think you're going to see a vote. So the question then pivots back to what do we do? And I always come back to this and we always have to come back to this because what do we do? The federal government is corrupt. It is the enemy of the people. That you have to embrace in its fullest way and understand that there's nobody that kind of federal government at this point in time, including those in military uniform that you can trust. You have to embrace that. And it's a hard pill to swallow. And it gets a lot of people upset and uneasy because they're like, oh, but I want to trust my military. You can't right now because their command structure is completely infected. And the problem with soldiers is they're really good, obedient people. They obey orders, even if the orders don't make sense. We've seen that because they took the damn vax. And there's 120,000 of them that didn't. Those are your heroes. Seek them out. Those are the real patriots. And so when we get down to police, not sheriffs, but police, they're corporate-owned. They're owned by the corporate of the city and they're often and too often owned by their unions which again are part of this corrupt system so you're going to have to identify police officers you can trust and get to know who your police chief is because many of those have already been bought and sold none of those people in the police department are elected keep that in mind they're appointed and they're appointed by people that you in the city that you elect but it's your taxpayer money paying for them that you get no choice in So the whole pivot always comes down to the sheriff, the most important person in the country right now, the sheriff county by county, the sheriff, because it's the sheriff that can make the determination for the entire county. The sheriff has jurisdiction over the city if they choose to use it. The sheriff has jurisdiction over the the highway patrol if they choose to use it. They will use it if they have the people behind them. 
And if they're a strong sheriff, if they're not a strong constitutional sheriff and they can be educated, many sheriffs, as I have been told by some of the sheriffs themselves, are waking up to realize how important their role is. There has never been a more important time in our country's history to start engaging with the sheriff and getting to know them and giving them your support or at least your position on things. They may not like to hear it. That's too bad. But a sheriff can stop federal from being in the county. The sheriff can mobilize a posse. The sheriff can stop state from being in their county. The sheriff can throw their foot down. They can even arrest federal if they come in, if they don't check in with him. He does not have to comply to federal if he disagrees or she. So it is important right now that we take this fight to the local level and mobilize through the sheriff so that we are working through a legal process to defend and protect our counties. In the matter of 18 months, the United States has been destroyed. In a matter of 18 months, the United States has been broken and fragmented down to counties. The myth that somehow states are working is a myth because deep under that cover, there is still the engine of corruption, the hatred for MAGA. There is all of this going on. If you doubt that, look at just simple things like how, how much abortion is still going on in this country, still a lot. How much child sex trafficking is going on in this country? Still a lot. How much corruption is in your city council, your county commissions? A lot. Because it's become the normal for them. So it is important that we engage the counties, focus on the counties, and it doesn't have to be something you say, well, I can't wait. I'm just going to have to wait till the next election cycle. No, now. Now. There's no other time. Now. And get people awake to sit with the county commissions. If the county commissions are going to hide behind secret meetings, storm it. Don't let them. This is the people's republic. It is not theirs. And we are talking about taking civil action of being ungovernable and disobedient in a proper legal way to demand accountability by people that we elected in office. That's what we're talking about. So all of this has to be brought together and mobilized as quickly as possible in every county across this nation. Because this storm is here, and these people aren't playing, and sadly, we have way too many Americans that have long forgotten what it is to be an American, long forgotten what it is to be loyal to an oath, long forgotten what it is to be a country under God, and the only thing they're worried about is their damn pension, 401k, and their salary, because... It's all the religion of me. The picture becomes increasingly clear now as we look. And this time is critical. But here's the one last thing just to throw it in the hat tonight. Even in the last hours when things seem to be impossible, we always have God. And our faith in God, because God can make things that are impossible possible. So as we dig in to do our part, God will do his. I'm just going to close with these thoughts for you before we go to prayer. If I was to look at things from an outside, literally the title of tonight's show, Outside Looking In, I'd be asking myself a question. I'd be asking myself a question of what does it take for people to wake up? 
as people mill around and bump around in walls and, and spaces, there's a army in the spiritual realm that is fighting. And it's taking casualties because it's real. We just don't see it. So too many ignore it. And heaven's shaking. And heaven is feeling the tears of pain of watching God's greatest creation sell itself to Satan. And I ask myself over and over, what is it going to take for us to realize the true impact, the true sacrifice that God sacrificed his son for his greatest creation, that greatest creation that is now pissing away their sovereignty, their liberty, their dominion over evil because it's not part of the new normal. It's not fashionable. It's not fun. It's not conducive to drinking profusely at a bar. It's not conducive to being cool. We are a remnant, and there is a remnant, and it's real. And at the end of the day, it is a seminal line of that remnant that it will hold and we will win. So don't keep looking to others to fix it for you. We are the plan. Let's pray. Father, we come to, come to you this evening with a stern look at our world. We are not of this world. And increasingly, we feel that we're not of this world. We're in a place where we're seeing heavens and earth being shaken and changed. And yet we see so little change and so many that are living and breathing in this time. Father, we pray tonight for the strength in the remnant, the strength of those that follow Christ, the strength in their heart and the resolve to stand. We pray for those to take action locally in a form of civil disobedience, in a form of being ungovernable by a tyrannical government, and in a form that is loyal to you and all that you represent in our lives. This is a time, Father, that we pray for your guidance as you forge greater strength within us, and as we stand with courage in a time of looming darkness, knowing that we are also the greatest light and the one thing that under that which you have given us, which is to seek dominion over all evil, no evil can stand. So, Father, we pray for our strength to stand, to be defiant, and to be ungovernable. And we say these things in Christ's holy name. Amen. The fight never stops, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. The responsibility is on us to win, and we can and we will. But it's going to take a lot of energy, a lot of focus, and a lot of faith. I've never believed that we won't win, but we are witnessing the separation of those that, of marginal belief and those of true faith because it's only going to be those of true faith that cross that line of victory in the end. 
Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, 
It has no rules but one. To win at any cost. But we will never bow. For we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.